morning, team. So the big question is, where's the snow? Where is it? Is it lurking? Is it hiding behind a cloud and all of a sudden it'll drop? Apparently, they were driving in Devon the other day and 200 motorists got caught in a snowstorm that came down like that. Six inches of snow landed in a matter of minutes and caught everybody unawares. So the motorway was absolute chaos. Lorries couldn't climb up. I think it's called Telegraph Hill. And, and it just became absolutely appalling. People were abandoning cars in garages because if you can't go anywhere, there's no point. Now, at the moment, in London... We're fine. I know Nick's been talking about it, and we'll, we'll continue to talk about it. So it's snowing out your way. Is it moving in, or is it moving away? And is it too wet to settle? Because we did have enough rain yesterday. But just to be on the safe side, I brought my umbrella today. I thought, I'm not going to miss out on anything, uh, anything like that at all. I don't want to get caught. You know, what will happen? You know, just when I finish at seven, all of a sudden the heavens will open or something like that. We get caught in a blizzard. So I'm going to be very mindful of it. Actually, talking of being very mindful... The papers are full this morning of Jeremy Clarkson, who has slammed TV bosses with an amazing new rant. Now, I've now got a theory on people's ranting. It's to get them into the newspapers. That's why people have a rant nowadays. In fact, I had a very nice chat with Christopher this morning, my driver. Uh, we were talking about all sorts of things, actually. Uh, he enjoys doing shopping in the early hours of the morning. In fact, he'd been to Tesco, Feltham, and then got stopped by the police outside my place because he was fiddling about in the boot of his car. And they want to know what he was doing. He said I was doing my shopping. He said, but I've got three hearts. And what else did he say? He said, said something else in there. I can't remember what it was. And um, so the police had a quick look. I thought, my God, the police in Twickenham are getting good at this time of the morning. I must be the only person who has a driver going in at 3.30. So there we were. And we always have a chat on the way in and we look at the weather and we talk about the drivers. We talk about the things which are wrong. And the one thing we all thought was wrong, we both thought was wrong, was the fact that there are more youngsters now getting into trouble than there ever were when we were younger. Every time you turn on the television, there's feral youngsters hanging around on the street corners, bored out of their tiny minds. We had so much to do as kids. We didn't have time to be naughty. We just went out and did things. We had things called hobbies. Unbelievable, isn't it? You know, whether it was sticking stamps in an album or making an aeroplane or a model ship. I, I, I myself uh, made a model of the Eiffel Tower, full size, out of matchsticks. And uh, Mother was furious. We had to take the roof of the house off, and it was, oh, it was awful. It was a nightmare, and then it rained and flooded out and all the rest of it. And then we had to move into a caravan. But anyway, after that, life became a lot better when we started doing uh, all the things that we were doing as kids, which was never messing about. We never did anything wrong. We weren't goody-two-shoes. We were just respectful of the police, respectful of our parents, uh, and it's made us much better people. Whereas some of the old feral pond life out there at the moment... I mean, I blame computers. I think computers are brilliant, but frankly, it's brought out the dimbos, hasn't it? Oh, my goodness, with the old dribblers. Hello, I'm really gorgeous and attractive. No, you're not, you toothless old hag. Stop writing to me, Jordan. I've told you before, don't write. There's a picture of her in one of the papers today, and uh, they say she's trying to launch her modelling career in America. I thought, I've seen better people parking cars in America than her. She really is looking mangy. Mangy is a very, very good word to describe Jordan. And she's got these... I thought somebody had stuck spiders... On her eyes. It turns out they're sort of false eyelashes. But, you know, she's tried before and it's just not going to happen, I'm afraid. Uh, snowing in Maidenhead. Good. Lovely. Uh, chucking it down a sleet in Reading, says Mark. So, uh, I, want, I want a bit nearer. I want a bit nearer London. You know, I'm looking for, for Hillingdon. Uh, anywhere around that area. 84850stevedlbc.co.uk um, I'm really not, you know, I'm afraid to the point of boredom this morning, going to talk about Carol Thatcher. And the golly route, I really couldn't give a stuff anymore. I really couldn't. Now, 60 people have complained uh, to the BBC 
They said, you're absolutely right to fire Carol Thatcher. Unfortunately, three and a half thousand people have complained to the BBC and said, you're hypocrites. You shouldn't have... Why did you fire her? Why didn't you get rid of the two presenters? I'm quite sure there's been some conversations between Christine, I'm 29, Bleakley, and Fat Boy Fat, who's now replaced Eamon Holmes as the fattest presenter on the television, and pretty dim with it as well, Adrian Chillies. I mean, why don't we just axe the programme? Do us all a favour, get rid of it. Nobody's watching it. Nobody's watching the blooming thing. You know, if your audience is that tiny, get rid of these two overpaid presenters. And I'm horrified to discover that the BBC are still wasting your money. This time on radio programmes. Apparently, Wogan's programme costs a fortune to put out. And that is not including his fee, which is said to be, I think, 800000 a year. But he does pull in a few million people. You know, if I was putting in... Actually, like for like, I'm better paid than he is. Because if you look at how many millions he's got, and he only ends up with 800000 a year, and you look at what I pull in, which, which isn't millions, quite clearly, as we're commercial radio and it doesn't work like that unless you're national, and we're not. I know you can hear us all over the country. But pound for pound, I'm getting more money than he is. If I was him, I'd go and complain. Poor old soul. He has to get up at the crack of dawn... Dreadful, really. It's, it's just the way they treat these old people. It's awful. Uh, another one here says, uh, Happy Friday. Very wet on the A12. Rick enjoying the show, as always. So you should do. So you should do. Uh, also in the papers today, uh, Chris Moyles. Apparently, they say they're coining in far more than DJs on commercial stations, but they've got bigger audiences. I'm quite sure that Johnny Vaughan's salary would not match Chris Moyles' 600000 a year. Well, I don't know. Might do, actually. Might do. I seem to remember Chris Tarrant was on a million a year. A million a year. But you've got to pull the figures. You've got to pull the figures. It's no good. Any radio station, doesn't matter whether it's Radio 1 or commercial radio, if you don't pull the audience, there's no point in them keeping you, is there? It would be, it would be a bit counterproductive if you didn't get the audience, because you've got to get the audience to get the advertising. Get the advertising, everybody happy. Uh, talking of happy, here she is, Paris Hilton, and with somebody called Fergie, I think, from the Black Eyed Peas. Is it my imagination, or, or is Paris Hilton just a little bit stupid? Every picture, she has to sort of leave... She's obviously got the Paris Hilton look. And, and, it, and for that, read Bleach Blonde and Vacuous, because I've seen her being interviewed. Almost as bad as Sherry Hewson on Loose Women yesterday. Sherry Hewson, who's going... When Carol McGiffin said... Oh, that was a lovely line. She said, of course, you know, a bit of snow, and nobody goes to work like, do they? That's exactly how she sounded. And Sherry used to went, people couldn't get to work. And they started shouting at each other. Well, we all managed to get into it. Can you imagine, you turn on the radio, and they go, I'm terribly sorry, LBC's actually not on air today, because a little bit of snow came down and nobody could get into work. We all got into work. In fact, we got into work in the thick of it. In the thick of it. You know, people trekked my... They were making some big case about a doctor who trekked 18 miles to get a piece of transport. And I thought, well, he obviously is committed to his job. Loads of people just saw it. As, as a free day off, I'm afraid. It's a case if I look out the window, oh, look, white snow, shan't go to work. So half the loose women never bother turning up. You know, all this excuse about, I couldn't get there. Of course you could. If you put your mind to it, you can do anything. No such thing as can't. Unless, of course, you're the former GMTV weather girl who's jacked in the job to go for loose women has hardly worked ever since. Uh, Jeremy Clarkson has joked that it doesn't matter if French people die. Do you know, if you really want to get in the papers nowadays, just say something completely stupid. Somebody will pick up it, some paper will print it. And uh, in this case, it's the Daily Star. A couple of other papers have done it as well. And uh, they go, isn't this disgraceful? Jeremy Clarkson has said that it doesn't matter if French people die. Good grief, how are we going to live with this? I've practically gone into meltdown. It's the only way to get coverage for a show presented by three old has-beens and a midget. 
called The Hamster, who nearly killed himself. You know, nobody takes a blind bit of notice about these Top Gear people. It's blokey, blokey television, I'm afraid, and it's not particularly entertaining. It doesn't actually get a huge audience. They're probably, they're probably on a par, I would think, with Richard and Judy. Richard and Judy, a big audience, then got smaller, got smaller. I don't know what the answer is. Somebody asked me a show on ago, what is, what is the secret to getting a loyal audience? And I said, I've got no idea. Honesty, I think. Honesty. You know, people, people like you to be honest with what you do. Because I think people see through people who don't, who, you know, aren't honest. And that's why on LBC, we're all terribly honest to you. Because if we weren't, we wouldn't still be working. Mind you, some people aren't. But, you know, many of us are, are still working after years and years in the business and hope to die on the job, as they say. So I'm looking forward to that. Mind you, I did yesterday, I must tell John Warrington, um, I did have a lunch to end all lunches. And it's, I feel quite perky, actually, this morning, considering it lasted for five and a half hours. A five, the funny thing was, we sat there having lunch, and it was empty, and then it got busy, and then it got empty again, and then we were into the evening shift. And when I walked out of the restaurant, it was, it was nearly dark. As I was going home on the train, it was dark, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, what a pleasant afternoon that was. Five and a half hours, very pleasant, interesting conversation. If I'd recorded it and played it back, it would have made an adult programme all by itself, I think. However, talking of an adult programme all by themselves, the fiddling scroungers Alan and Lorraine Peters are in the papers today, exposed as spongers, thieving little so-and-sos, claiming that they were sick. Them and their two revolting sons fiddled £130,000. And quite rightly, they're going to go to prison. You fat old dog, you. Off they go, the fiddling family from hell. They came up with a range of conditions, because apparently nowadays it's so easy to fiddle benefit. It is so... It must be if this fat waste of space in their two ugly sons, who look borderline something, uh, are fiddling to the tune of 130,000 quid. One of them, Clay Allen, claimed he couldn't leave home without an oxygen cylinder. When the police raided the house, they found pictures of him and the, uh, and the ugly wife, Lorraine, on holiday, you know... No, no support whatsoever. Crooks, ladies and gentlemen. Throw them in prison, take away the house, burn it down, do something. There's another one here as well, a money-grabbing. Another mayor. This time, this one missed a jail term after an amazing series of video clips framed him as a benefits cheap. Cheat. Cheap. Benefit, uh, benefit. Bernard McCartin raked in 18,000 quid by claiming that he had crippling back pain and everything else. Uh, investigators caught him lifting a huge bag of compost, lifting boxes of football programmes. He's another old crook. And here he is, turning up in court on a little invalid trolley. Didn't wash, I'm afraid. Didn't wash. He's uh, a benefit fraudster. And you know what happens to benefit fraudsters? You kick them out of their jobs very quickly. 5.15 is the time. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. It's Weather Watch on the way. All the travel news after this. These are the headlines. Parts of London are braced for snow, as in Devon. A rescue operation to recover 200 drivers trapped in snowdrifts is still underway. At least 200 people have already been picked up by the police and the army after vehicles got trapped on the A38 near Exeter. The trial of an American student and her former boyfriend charged with the murder of Meredith Kircher is due to resume this morning. Amanda Knox and Raphael Solicito both deny killing the British student in November 2007. And Top Gear star Jeremy Clarkson's come under fire for branding Gordon Brown a one-eyed Scottish idiot. The BBC presenter recently made the comments in Australia where he's hosting a stage version of Top Gear. Have a check on the state of those. Finger on the pulse this morning. How bad's it going to get? Where are the problems? Hugh Broom. Uh, thank you very much. Actually, it doesn't look too bad at all at the moment. This is bully as well. Nice to have you company. Welcome along to the uh, programme this morning. It's 18 minutes past five. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC 97.3. Guess what? Guess what? 
Apart from the fact we will have to travel again in about ten minutes' time, Fern Britain is doing a show, and you've seen it before on the telly, with uh, Philip Schofield, and it's the all-star Mr and Mrs. Now, I have to be honest with you, I've seen it. It's a pile of rubbish. It is a pile of rubbish. Nobody's interested in these. It's like all the news was full of last night. And I, I remember sitting there thinking, I think it's gone a bit wrong, boxer Joe Kalzaki to retire. I, I couldn't care less. He's 36. He said, I've been fighting for 11 years. I thought, I couldn't care less. He's going to retire. Why is that of any interest? He's won all his fights. Who cares? I couldn't care less. Joe Kalzaki to retire. Who cares? Answer, nobody. Nobody gives a flying stuff. What are you going to do? You're going to stack shelves or something? Going to become a commentator? You know, oh, you, you think you've got... I don't know, perhaps you'll be a model. I don't know what you're going to be. I couldn't care less. Absolutely rubbish. Jill near Sherbourne. Snowing heavily in the Dorset countryside. I've managed to get to work so far this week. Looks unlikely today. I wish... Actually, do send us pictures on email. If you've got pictures looking out your window, and I know you know how to do it now. Don't ask me, because I haven't got the faintest idea. But uh, if you can take some pictures... John Warrington sent me in loads of his uh, road on Monday. Looked fantastic. Did look absolutely fantastic. I thought, oh, I like that. So, uh, Steve at lbc.co.uk. That'd be quite nice. Let's have a look at your uh, pictures of snow in the garden. And if it's snowing at the moment, do tell us. Steve at lbc.co.uk or 84850. Steve, you just said you're looking forward to dying on the job. That'll get you in the papers. Oh, no, absolutely. I have no hesitation in doing this. Take my word for it. But I think I'll know when I'm near the end. Luckily, I've got years and years to go. Douglas says, forget low-life Chantel. Let's face it, our Paris Hilton is Jade Goody. Well, strangely enough, you mentioned Chantel, and uh, they've got a feature in The Sun today on, on the wags. And they've said that she's made uh, this transfer transference from, you know, bright, bubbly, bit stupid, bit thick. You know, Chantel living the dream. And the dream was... I don't know. don't understand the question. And so she's pictured with blonde hair. And now she looks like a wag and she's got a face like a squashed tomato. She's going out with a football and she has to trail behind him because the bag she's carrying, presumably full of like, things like makeup, because I bought that, and, you know, because that's nice to put on your face. And, like, hair extension if they fall out. And I've also got, you know, a toothbrush in there. And I have to spend the night overnight at his place, so I have to take clothes with me as well. And, you know, you can get, like, loads of Primark clothes in these bags. They're, like, really great. And so they've got a picture of it looking as miserable as sin. But they're the funniest picture. The funniest picture they've got is of Alex Curran. Some fat little thing in the middle of the sun today. And then they've got a picture of her. I mean, she's old fat face. Alex Curran. I mean, she's only... I mean, she had a boob job at 18. Should have had a face transplant, love. I mean, a boob job would make the slightest difference. But they've got poor old Chantel, not living the dream anymore. Just looking a bit like a dog's body. Being trailed behind. And Carly Zucker... Carly's look a very attractive girl, boring as hell in the jungle. Boring as hell. Voted her out. The British public went, get out. Get out, you're boring. You and that Lucy Prinder. Get rid of her as well. And so you did. First one out was old, old Lucy Prinder. Dreadful. Mark says, thawing fast in Knapp Hill near High Wycombe. No sign of new snowfall yet. We're waiting. I'm waiting for it. We're going to bring you all the travel news. You will know about it. You'll hear it first on LBC 97.3. Melanie Slade at 20. She's uh, Theo Walcott's uh, girlfriend. And here she is. It's great, isn't it? Most girls aspire to being a uh, girlfriend of footballer, but most of these footballers can't string two words together. What do you think Alex Curran talks about with Stephen Gerrard? You're right there. You're right. You had your hair done today, love. Should you have another child? I don't know. What do you reckon? How's your father? Is he good? And your mother? And they're out. You look at them and you think, my oh, God, you look like Pratt's, don't you? And then Colleen Rooney and her idea of a good night out. You'd think, you know, 30 million in the bank, as if. And, uh, and Wayne... Uh, that they'd enjoy going out to parties. Wayne doesn't like do celebrity. Don't do celebrity. So we, we got dressed up, we go around my mum's, and we curl up in front of the television and have a, have a pizza or a curry. Class, isn't it? Class, that. It is like the royal family. 
come to life. You almost wish a snowdrift on them, don't you? 84850, stevedlbc.co.uk. Uh, 84850. And another picture in here. Oh, the Antiques Roadshow are launching a weekday series about its greatest hits. Uh, apparently it's going to be screened daily at 6.30. I tell you, I can't watch on the television now Lawn Spicer. Ever since it was announced that uh, the woman who offers you financial advice is going to put herself into bankruptcy. And I'm thinking, get off my television. Get off my television, you waste of space. I can't watch her anymore. I can't, I can't watch anything. Luckily, Anton Dubeck seems to have disappeared. I'm hoping Sherry Houston will do the honourable thing and quit Loose Women because she's a waste of space as well. And, uh, and um, Colleen Nolan, I wish she'd go as well. 84850, uk. Every single text and email that arrives in, we send out. Uh, on the subject of the G word, says Ray in Balham, there's now another G word, taboo, gypsies. Well, you've, you've never been... You can mention gypsies... Uh, but they must now be called caravan-utilising national travellers. I think you'll find that gypsies are now... and I think, if it memory serves me, they're an indigenous population, and genuine gypsies are fine. Unfortunately, what we have a lot of in this country are not gypsies, they're travellers, and they're completely different, completely different. Gypsies are fine. Gypsies are fine. In fact, who was I talking to the other day? Oh, Mark Little. You remember Mark Little, who was in Neighbours? He was Joe Mangle. Well, he's back at the Leicester Square Theatre, and he's doing a show here uh, about the caveman. It's a one-man show. The theatre looks beautiful. In fact, I might, might look at it for a Steve Allen show, but it's really nice. About 300 seats, so it's a nice, intimate kind of gathering. Perhaps we could do a lunchtime there or something like that. And that'd be good, wouldn't it? Get you all out in a lunchtime. And, uh, and he said that he, he traced back the family, and he's discovered that he's got, I think it's an elderly aunt, or it could be a grandma, or something like that, who was a Polish trapeze artist in the circus, part of a travelling uh, gypsy family, who went round all the circuses. And how fantastic. He will be telling us, not this week, but next week, because this week it's Rick Astley on In Conversation, but he's going to tell us how he couldn't get work in Australia for love nor money. Why? Because he supported Aborigines. The true story and the full story you'll get in a, in a couple of weeks' time. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, hospital manager Darren, thank you for that old gag. I won't repeat it because I did do it a couple of days ago. Uh, another one here. We've apparently got no grit left in the country. We've used up so much grit, and now it's all been washed away, so it's going to clog up the drains. They're, they're showing pictures of an empty grit barn uh, in Leicestershire. Apparently there's one off the M4 as well, and stocks are running low. They're a little bit worried about where they're going to get the, grin, the, the grit from. One of the papers even tells you what grit is. I don't know, other countries don't have this problem, do they? This big argument on Loose Women the other day, I had to laugh, because I thought it was just, it was just so funny. Jade Goody's grandfather has vowed that she'll keep fighting in her battle against cancer. Retired market trader John Caddock of Bermondsey said, Jade is a battler. She's certainly that. I don't think anybody would disagree. She's so brave and she'll keep fighting until there's no fighting left to do. Like everybody else who is going through that at the same time. Uh, 84850, Steve at LBC. .co.uk. Uh, Stephen Gerrard is from Liverpool. Your impersonation was a brummy. So? Who cares? Nobody knows what he sounds like anyway. Whatever it was, it was a pretty good impression. Snowing in Guildford. Snowing in Guildford. So, you know, so that means it might be actually getting in a little bit nearer. And if it is, then we want to know about it. LBC.co.uk, Steve at LBC.co.uk, or 84850. Uh, John Warrington says, we'll have a very quick chat. I love your pictures of the snow. Oh, did you like those? Very nice. We all, all had it. We all had it. I love the snow. Oh, I love it. Oh, I thought it was that. We still got it. In fact, the driver, Ola, who's a lovely, lovely man this morning, 
He's not been as lovely as my man. He was lovelier than your well, man. He can't have been lovely. Mine was much lovelier. Not you possible. know it was. <laughs> anyway, we still have snow in our street. On the side roads? Yes. Or, yeah, because yeah, there's only a little road. Ours, they never has, ours has disappeared now. Oh, well, in London. It's, in fact, Camden Town looked decidedly dirty yesterday because it's yeah. all sort of muddy oh, and horrible. Shoes, look, my shoes. Uh, are, and that's them after being cleaned. Look, because all they were boots. covered with was mud and salt S- and... Oh. Well, we haven't got any salt, apparently. Well, no, grit we haven't grit. got. Grit. And also, if you've, if you've got your own shop and you grit outside it yourself and somebody falls over, they can sue you. You're responsible for it. You're responsible. We swept. We didn't grit. They swept Leicester Square rather stupidly. A couple of... Pi- I've got a story about a shop <laughs> round the corner here in Leicester Square, which I'll tell you in a moment. But they, very stupidly in Leicester Square, were throwing down water to melt the ice. Oh, how ridiculous. I mean, quite clearly, the <laughs> stupidest people in the world work in the bars on <laughs> yes. Leicester Square. And then, a Chinese uh, restaurant round the corner, as I was walking home, they're throwing water on the ground. It's freezing temperatures. I felt like saying, are you the stupidest people in the world, or what? What do you think makes ice? Yeah. Oh. Don't they put ice in little box things quite and put clearly it in the freezer? Not. Quite clearly not. How ridiculous. But, but I went to a cafe yesterday, round the corner here with Clive. We decided to go and have a quick cup of coffee. And so we had two cappuccinos. Two? Uh, well, one each. Oh, well, we did to share. <laughs> and he had an to... apricot. 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 Um, um, what do they call it? Danish. An oh. apricot Danish. I like and that. two things. We didn't have it. The girl made it at the counter, which was two feet away, and brought it to the table. How much? Two cappuccinos. Two, two, two cappuccinos. And, and an apricot. Apricot. She called Danish. it apricot. I said it's apricot. I thought, well, I can't help if she can't speak properly, <laughs> but we'll do our best. Apricot Danish. Apricot Danish. Yeah. I would say that's probably... Oh, ten quid. Eight quid? Ten quid, eight quid? Mm-hmm. About eight quid. No. Yeah. Oh, too much money. Far too much yeah. money. But about eight quid. No. Not, oh, less, then. Is, is eight quid your final... Am I to take that as your final answer? Um, ten pound, eight pound, ten pound. Two eight cups, pounds. Eight pounds, eight okay. Pounds. For two cappuccinos and an apricot yeah. danish. A cappuccino is about two pounds. Mm-hmm. So two of those is four. And then a danish can't be more than one pound fifty. Five fifty, actually. Okay, fi- your final answer? Final answer. Okay, details of how much the two, uh, two cups of coffee and the danish after this. LBC 97.3. 27 minutes <laughs> to six. Good morning, everybody. Um, Steve, people can't get to work because of the snow. The same ones would cry blue murder if any supermarket closed their doors. Well, true. Yes, Some th- you expect supermarkets, don't you? you? go, oh, so can't open today. Well, why not? Yeah, it's quite interesting though, that you, you did have a go earlier about, well, you got to work. Well, of course mm. you got to work. You get to work. Of course you can. You can. You if you want get to, to get to work, you get to work. I mean, it's it, as simple as that. It was quite funny on Monday morning. Jane phoned me and said, John, I can't come to work today. And I went, why? Hmm. And she went, because it's snowing. No, well, she did say, actually, she said, I don't want to drive. The children's schools are both closed. Yeah. So she did stay at home. So I said, honestly, a little bit of snow, it's ridiculous. So I went upstairs and I went out and I went, oh, it's, not, it's a little bit more than a little bit of snow. But I could have got to work. When we lived in Yorkshire years ago, and that's why I do a very good accent. Yorkshire. Stephen Yorkshire. Yeah, no, no, anyway, and <laughs> even in the middle of winter, when we were knee-deep in snow, there the would have been, it would have been inconceivable not to go to school. You put your Wellingtons on, True. you put your duffel coat on, you put the hood up, and you went out, and you braved the snow, and you stood there, and the school bus arrived, and you got on it, and you went, that never once in my life was a school closed due to snow. No, they never closed. And actually, you forgot something then, while you were dressing that morning in Yorkshire, on a midwinter's morning. Your balaclava. My balaclava, you absolutely. You would have worn a balaclava. Absolutely. You would have looked ridiculous in it, like I did. 
But we went, but never, and Carol McGiffin made this point yesterday. She said, when I went to school, she said, we went in the depths of winter, snow, rain, ice, hail, fly, fire, flood, yeah. everything else. She said it was never, ever closed. And stupid Sherry Houston is sitting there, old balmy she is, you know, saying, well, you know, people couldn't get to work. And Carol said, well, we got to work. Well, it's true. You can get, if you, I know somebody in this building who walked eight miles, yes. eight miles to then get a bus which brought him to work. If he can do it, anybody can do it. I, I didn't go on Monday, but it wasn't necessary because I did everything from home. Absolutely. Everything came to home. But I would have gone and I could have walked all the way up to Highgate, which is a good... I would have, it would have been about five-mile walk to work. I could have done it. Could have done it. Absolutely. No problem at all. And I would have walked home as well. Yeah. Would have been not easy walking home. But you'd have done it. Absolutely. You I see, if you want to, I can't bear whingers who go, oh, I can't go to work because it's snowing. Well, in the, I remember yeah, now, whenever I used to drive home... From the studio, I would see loads of cars with little kids in with their parents. Kids, like, you know, slumped in their sleep because they mm. haven't got up and had that exercise of going to school on the bus or walking. And, uh, and they get to school, they're lazy all day. They'll end up being stupid pupils and they won't, they won't achieve anything. In my day, if it was raining, you looked out the window, you didn't go, Mum, can you get the car out? My mum had far too many other things to do. It's a case of, I'd say, you know, I used to stand and go, I'm going to school now, Mum. Okay, bye. And you open the door and the rain was lashing down. Yes. And you just pull your hood up and off you went. Yeah, it, it was, nobody ever dropped me to school. Yeah. On a bus. You imagine, uh, in a, in a terribly sorry, I'm not going out today, they're dropping bombs on London. Just... Terribly sorry I can't go out. What a bunch of wimps we'd have been. Yes, absolutely. People ridiculous. went out there and In did fact, it. it was good. You, I mean, it used to get, I used to walk, go quite a long way to go to school, actually. Yeah. A long, long, long bus long journey. Way. From Parliament All Hill to the Angel. Was people whinging about... Oh, there was nothing to whinge about. Just got on it. with it. Well, I forgot to tell you. Yes. Two cups of cappuccino. Oh, yes, the cost. And get... an apricot danish. Apricot. Apricot danish. <laughs> And, and, or we did, we didn't, you know, take the table with us. We didn't take the chairs with us. £12.75. That's ridiculous. What a rip-off. Well, how much were the coffees? Four Something pound, five like pound £3.50. And the Danish was the way Danish, overpriced The Danish, I think, then. was way overpriced. And it was just, it was <laughs> a Danish. And then the cheeky mayor had the audacity to charge £1.70 service charge. For bringing it one for yard. moving it from there to there. I'm going to say next time, if we go in there, and frankly, I don't think we will. It's in the little side alley down here. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's a little cafe, because Clive said, oh, I've been there before. So I thought, oh, it must be quite reasonable, because he's not a man known to waste money. So I had a tenner ready, thinking it'd be about six quid. Two cups of coffee and a Danish. Even that's... I Even said that 5 was expi- Exactly. £12.75. But everything's that. You know, Steve... Do you think tourists realise how we're ripping <clears throat> them off in these cafes? And Steve a... was in Ki- uh, Kingston, Ooh. and they went to Ely's. And had a... Uh, is it Ely's? Ely's? What's that? It's a shop, isn't it? I don't know. I've never even heard of it. It's in Kingston. Did you say it was in Kingston? Yes, he did Ely's. say Ely's? Ely's. Never heard of it. Oh, and you know that area, don't you? I do, yeah. Well, he lives in Epsom. Yeah. And they go to... King- anyway, he went to Kingston. Well, he- I'm sure he said it was Ely's. And he had a... In their cafeteria, he had a baguette. A small baguette. Oh, fatal. It was fi- over five pounds. I know, I know. For a bit of bread, some lettuce and some cheese. Come on, Go now. to Subway. It's much cheaper. To buy your, student, make yeah. your own at home to yeah. take it with you. Yeah. Um, your mum used to do a packed lunch for you, didn't she? I can't remember. Although, uh, having said that, I did sit on the train the other day, and sitting opposite me was, I don't know, one of those people, plonked his bag down on the seat, uh, and then proceeded to go into his bag and produced... This is in the morning. This is at, 20, at half past seven in the morning. Mm. Produces a Tupperware box 
and starts eating his sandwiches at half past seven on the train. <laughs> You've never seen anything so, no, so filthy in your entire life. I hate people who get on buses and transport and start eating their blooming lunch yeah, and in front do... of you. It's disgusting. Lowest common denominator. They do it on the tube as well, oh, which is disgu- worse. Or they I, get on with I kebabs. Always make a, Graham and I were sitting on the bus a while ago and there's a woman eating a, a burger and I went, oh, God, how disgusting. She put it away. Yeah. <laughs> you I think they banned drink on the buses, banned blooming food. It's even worse. It's only alcohol they've banned. Yeah, but... So uh, you can drink so, an orange juice. Well, I don't think they should be allowed to drink orange no, juice. No, supposing it jolts and then the sandwich goes all over the and way. People and people just and leave their accent. rubbish there. They do. They and on buses... I'll tell you what, Highgate Tube Station, when I got off every night, mm. they always have a big sign, a, a, a sign and they set over the tannoy, please take your newspapers with you or put them into the bin mm. that is supplied for recycling. Yeah. No way does anyone do that. No. They leave them at the top of the escalators, they blow down the escalators, and then there's about 300 free newspapers flying around all the time. Disgraceful. Anyway. Uh, so, rain, sleet, few flakes of wet snow in central London to the south and east, but snow which will lay further out to the north and west, which will affect commuters coming in from those uh, areas. We'll have another quick rundown on the travel just after quarter two, and so we'll make sure we do it every 15 minutes to make sure. And don't forget... Who's on with uh, Nick Ferrari this morning? Boris Johnson. He was out in the snow the other day in a pair of shorts. <laughs> I mean, you can only... I'm only so Boris glad we voted this man as mayor, <laughs> yes. because he's so funny. He is he's funny. so funny. We love him to pieces. I think he's doing a good job, actually. I like him. Yes. I mean, I, I agree with him. Do you really want me to spend millions, he said, on snow ploughs for the two days a year that we might need them? And the answer is, no, we don't. No, because you know, it was funny. I had a conversation about this with someone, and they said, you know, it's all very well people saying, well, you should have snow ploughs and everything. Oh. But as this happens once every 20 years, the day the snow falls in 20 years' time and we bought all these expensive snow yeah. ploughs, we wouldn't be able to find the man who could drive them no. or the key to because start them. he couldn't get to work <laughs> no. if it was that bad. But don't forget, if it's snowing in your area, text or email stevedlb.com dot uk eight four eight five zero. 84850 Brian went to uh, the Brick Lane Musical for their grown-up pantomime Snow White and the Dwarf. The Dwarf. And the, they've just done it in the singular because you can't find that many nowadays. <laughs> well, all the other six couldn't get to work, I remember they? one pantomime that had two... Two dwarfs. Two dwarfs. And it was because it was, it was in the time when it was really important to have... The, you know, it was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Mm. Very important to have dwarfs. Kids wanted to see them. Of course. They didn't want children dressed up which they had to do for the Wizard of Oz, because they didn't have enough dwarfs anyway, and they called in for the whole of America. And you could spot the little children dressed up. Yeah. But, uh, and this particular pantomime, when they went off stage, they ran round, changed their hats, and came back on and pretended they were another one. <laughs> yes, I like that. It was hilarious. <laughs> I loved it. But he did go there. He said, are people aware of the uh, Brick Lane musical? Brian, where have you been for the last 25, 30 years? I mean, heavens above, everybody's been there. Everybody's been there. It's the most fantastic place. He said that as an excellent three-course meal, followed by a brilliantly produced show, I couldn't fault the place for sheer all-round quality value and staff friendliness. That sounds good. Vincent Hayes and his ensemble, wonderful. Oh, yes, we, we know all about Vincent and the Brick Lane Music Hall, and we, we recommend it as well. But I'm going to recommend something to you, and yes. you need to pay careful attention to this, because last week we went to Giles' wedding. <gasps> yes, the wedding. And it was held... The, the reception at the RSA House off the Strand. RSA. It's the Royal Society of the Arts. Right. Now, I have to tell you, and I'm only telling you at this time of the morning because I don't want the place to be absolutely flooded out with people going to see. What they've got in this lovely house and auditorium is a cobbled street. Inside the building? Inside the building. And somebody had said to me, there's a cobbled street inside here. And I said, really? And in fact, even uh, one of our bosses here didn't even know and he's a member he's a he's a he's a, a freeman i think of the uh, Roy, uh, rsa and he didn't know about the cobbled street i said you go in the auditorium look to the right and at the back of the seats there's a cobbled street that comes out of the wall 
Oh, very strange. And what they did was, when they built, they built, the, the, the road ran down, and they just built the house over the top of it. Oh, uh, now, where exactly is it? Is I'll it tell you exactly where it is. The Simpsons Go down of the Strand, Strand side. Yes, Simpsons of the Strand. That's gone, isn't it? Simpsons of no. the Strand. Oh, it's still there, is it? Oh, yeah. right, okay. Uh, a bit further back from Simpsons of the Strand. Towards Charing Cross Station. Towards Charing Cross Station. Yeah. On the same side yeah. as Simpsons of the Strand, and you go down some big steps. Yeah, I know where that is. And at the bottom is the RSA, and you go into there. You can't just walk in if you're not a member, but I'm delighted to tell you that the first Sunday of every month, they have an open day. Mm. Now, I'm telling you, you've got to go, because there's not much of this street there, but it's a perfect cobbled street. There's about, I don't know, ten feet of it, and it disappears under the seats. But it would have been part of the street outside at one point. Yes, Because that's where I park my car. On a Saturday night. What, in their street? No, they know. I could love to park inside (laughs) the building. (laughs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) But that's where I park my car on a Saturday night when I go to work. Yeah. Well, they have a website, so you need to go and check it out, Mm. because uh, uh, Carrie wrote in to me and said, we uh, we love listening to you and the team, so keep up the uh, the good work. The website is www.... And I'll make sure this goes on the blog as well, so you can go and have a look on the first Sunday of each month at this hidden London street. There's not much of it, but just remember... Nobody else would ever get to see it. So it's www.thersa.org.uk forward slash house. So if you want to come and have a look, they've said first Sunday of each month they have an open day and you're welcome to go down. And just remember, Steve Allen sent you. And you'll go back and it'll give you a little glow thinking that you've seen something. When you go past it again with friends, you'll go... They've got a little bit of a Victorian cobbled street in there. It's marvellous. And nobody did. I kept taking people in from the wedding. Kept saying, "Come and look at this." Come and look. So I kept dragging Giles's parents and and uh, Abby's you, parents. Aren't they lovely? Aren't Giles's they lovely? parents. Yes. Oh, that's so nice. I spent more time talking. I can't remember if I took more time talking to Tim or to uh, to Giles's mother. And then Giles, of course, got stuck at Oslo Airport on the way out. Really? Oh, to the, for the honeymoon. Yeah, for the honeymoon. But they did take off. They took off from Stansted, one of the few flights to take off. And um, then they eventually got to Oslo, and it was minus ten. Well, it would be. I said, but you're going on a winter holiday. What do you expect? Yes, they're going up to the the north of Norway, aren't they? And stop texting me. It's your honeymoon. Yes. (laughs) There are three people in this relationship. Absolutely. That's what I told his father. (laughs) There's me, Giles and Abby. Was it a lovely wedding? Oh, it was very nice. Did they... Did the violinist. I've never had a violinist at a wedding. No. Not a string quartet? Mm. But when, when they did the bit about, do anybody have any cause or just impediment, I did cough. <laughs> did and he did laugh. <laughs> you weren't tapping your fingers. I going, wasn't tapping my finger, no, but I did sing with gusto. <laughs> I sang all the hymns. So where was the wedding? In a church? In Dulwich. In Dulwich? Yeah. And then all the way to the Strand for the... They, um... they had a route master bus to take everybody. I drove, of course. Of course you Nothing's did. getting me out of the Bentley, <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm sitting there waiting. But in we, we ended up, the traffic was terrible. There was a march that day in town. It was really awful. How convenient. But it was very good. Food it was. was lovely. Yeah. I didn't get tiddly or anything like that. I just had a few Really? Days. I didn't do the disco dancing. I had to go home to get up for you work. Didn't, you didn't... I thought you would have been the disco dancer. No, I was, I was offered. I mean, I'm pretty nifty on the dance floor, John, as you know, but I, mean, I don't want to get seen it. I know. <laughs> Many have. <laughs> right. Listen, we take a, a short break for the headlines. We'll have some more travel for you in a moment. Don't forget, if it's snowing in your area, text or email steve at lbc.co.uk 84850. We weave them all in. This Friday, I can't believe it's Friday morning. It's been... A, what a week this week has been. It's just been fantastic. 14 to 6. These are the headlines. Parts of London are braced for snow, as in Devon, a rescue operation to recover 200 drivers trapped in snow drifts is still underway. At least 200 people have already been picked up by the police and the army after vehicles got trapped on the A38 near Exeter. The trial of an American student and her former Italian boyfriend charged with the murder of Meredith Kircher is due to resume this morning. And Top Gear star Jeremy Clarkson has come under fire for branding Gordon Brown a one-eyed Scottish idiot. 
The BBC presenter reportedly made the comments in Australia, where he's hosting a stage version of Top Gear. Let's have a check on the state of the roads. Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, well, the snow at the moment seems to be... Uh... Back. 11 minutes to 6. Nice to be company. Friday morning in London town. It's, uh, it's very nice indeed to have your company. We do want to hear if it's snowing in your area, please. 84850-steve-at-lbc.co.uk. Uh, rain in Weybridge, not snow, says Jeremy. We, we've got rain. You had rain earlier on, didn't you? Well, no, there wasn't. We, nothing. Little, very, very light drizzle. In fact, I think it's quite mild outside. Yeah. It's too mild for snow. Yeah. It's not cold enough. Yeah. Like, it was very cold on Sunday night. It was chilly. But but the, the snow, the, to, to get snow, the temperature has to be just right, doesn't it? Yeah. And I, I, my first bit of snow last weekend was, I went up to uh, about four o'clock in the afternoon. I went out for a little walk. And uh, up to the Muswell Hill. Beautiful, beautiful, deep blue sky. Four mm. o'clock in the afternoon. Not many people around, and I did my shopping and stuff like that. And I put it in the car, and I thought, I'll just go for a little walk before the sun sets. And that's when it started to snow. And what happened was, there was this very, very light cloud, and the sun was setting, so the cloud was sort of pinky-orange, and it Not came sun. across, and then there was just a flurry of snow yeah. in the wind. It was very beautiful. And then the car vanished. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, one minute you're sitting there looking out the window. In fact, Susan Spence came in, and she'd been working at another radio station, and she'd driven in on, it might have been uh, Sunday night into Monday morning. And so she gets there, and halfway through the night, the, uh, one of the people she's working with says, uh, how, are you, how are you getting home? So she went, oh, I'm driving. And so he said, have you looked out the window? So she goes, no. So she goes over to the window. She goes, where's my car gone? Her car had vanished completely in the snow. In, the in snow, that short yeah. space of time, it had been covered. And I thought that was quite funny, because mine was fairly covered. Yeah, mine was completely covered. Yeah. Saw, I sent you I saw, pictures last it, night. On your little side roads, I wouldn't drive. That'd be so worrying, because it, you'd slip and slide all over the place. It was still slipping and sliding last night. You had to walk in the road. Really? They haven't gritted. The pavements are still solid ice. See, we're, we're not, well, <laughs> touch wood, we're not too bad around our way. Up at Ritchie says, we had more snow yesterday, but it's gone now, because I think the temperature dipped, and then you got a bit of rain, and it, it, it melted. Off, yeah. yeah, the highest uh, the highest amount was in Epsom. They Epsom. had thirty one centimeters, which is I don't know what thirty one. I don't know is. either, but it sounds a lot. Is that ten inches? It sounds more than ten centimeters. Really, I can't do decimal. I'm still oh, pounds and ounces. I'm avoirdupois. You don't say do like that. Kilos. Sorry, you don't do a kilo. Not a clue. Not a clue. No? What you're talking about? No, it's either a sack of potatoes or it's not a sack <laughs> of potatoes. The idea is you go in and go. I'll have two sort of liters of this. No, I'm terribly sorry. I'll have a gallon or a quart. <laughs> yeah, why have? Why don't we use I, gallons? Because we went into Europe. We went metric. But we, we still use feet and inches, don't we? No, we don't, well, do we? do, yes. I do. I always measure things in feet and inches. So do I. Everything. Always. Um, my, my tape measure is in inches and feet. When I go to say, I want something, it's got to be 14 yeah. inches long. The people in the I shop know how long a metre is, You're though. mad. Yeah. But a metre's uh, like a yard, isn't it? Yes, it's like, it's it's like just three under, feet. Yeah. Yes, it's just under three feet, yeah. I think. What about a kilometre? No idea. No idea at all. No, I it's don't care. just over half a mile, Oh, isn't is it? it? Well, why do you mm. say half a mile? <laughs> because you say kilometres. Because most of the people listening at the moment will understand half a mile. It's like when people say, I'm going out to do a marathon. You go, how long's that? They go, it's about 24 miles or 26 miles. You have an idea in your head that 24 miles. Why don't miles? they do it in kilometres and go, it's actually, but they don't. On a marathon, all the runners I've spoken to say, I went out. In fact, actually, I spoke to uh, my boss the other day. It was through, through a medium. It didn't have to be said. And, uh, and he said that he'd done an eight-mile walk. He didn't say he'd done so many kilometres. He said an eight-mile... Specifically, said an eight-mile eight walk. Eight-mile walk, yeah. So it then registered with me that a lot of us are, are still stuck back in the feet and inches. But people coming out of school now can't be doing that. They must be taught in... 
But still, I don't think some of the things coming out of school now have got the faintest idea. They can't even read, can they? Never know or spell kilometer. That's right. Yes. yes <laughs> oh, I tell you, I've seen some. But you want to see bad spellings? I'll show you some of mine. Uh, I'm not seeing "Come Dine with Me" this week, Richie. I did see a little bit of it, but I haven't. I haven't seen that much. I'm afraid. So perhaps I. Uh, perhaps I actually should do. Uh, on loose women. Uh, Simon drives to North Wales. He said, "Who would you replace?" Those two on Loose Women with. I don't know. Who actually. are you replacing? Well, I'm getting rid of Colin. Not Carol. No, not getting rid of Carol. I'm no. getting rid of um, Sherry Hewson. Just because she's mad as a March hare. And uh, Colleen Nolan, because I'm fed up with her. Why not? Well, she's doing ever so well on Dancing on Ice. Well, she shouldn't have been. I mean, she's got Why? legs like sequoias. It doesn't matter. I mean, how this woman could ever consider herself attractive. And then, last week, they made a dance to I'm in the Mood. Her for own song, yeah. But, I'm and she said on Loose dancing. Women, she said, but of course, on that song, all I did was ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. She never sang a note. Was well, the other sisters? That the sing. other sisters yeah. sang. So all we got to suffer with Colleen and her boring blooming family. Did you see the jacket? Did you watch Dancing on Ice? No, Steve. No. I think I was busy. I was washing the cat or something. You're probably still sobering up from the wedding. <laughs> I was. I was <laughs> so Sunday not sick. So I bet you were. Up from yesterday, but not not <laughs> yes, from the wedding. It's preparing for Monday or the Thursday's lunch. Ooh, but you would have absolutely Donald. Donald, you've interviewed him a few oh, weeks. Yes, Donald, Donald McIntyre. Yes. You should have seen what he was wearing. It came on the screen. I went. Steve, Steve Allen would die for that. Really? It was blue, electric blue, oh, nice. with silver stripes oh. that shone oh. in this entire suit. Oh, I can't wear an entire suit. You would. No, you would, you would, you would. Yeah. Absolutely, you would say, I've got to have that. Oh. The whole thing. And it looked fantastic on it. Where it came it. from? I don't know, but we, we must find out. Well, put this way, there are people who listen to this... Pr- you've n- all of a sudden, somebody will write in and go, well, actually, Steve, I'm the costume designer for so-and-so, yep. and I can get this made for you, even in your size. <laughs> <laughs> He's lost a lot of weight, Donald. Well, it's going to not look a bit ridiculous on me, then, isn't it? No, you look fabulous. Really? You? Absolutely. Look, pic- picture sent in by Angela and, uh, and Robert, of the snow? Barkers, in Pratt's Bottom. Yes. That's a view from their... Uh, there you go. Oh, it's stunning, isn't it? Look at that. Oh, it's like a... What a view to wake up I mean, to. It looks like New England, doesn't it, with that kind of roof, that cabled roof. Lovely, isn't it? Beautiful. Like, we love stuff like that, I so like thank you very much just, indeed. That's why I sent you mine last night. Yeah. So you can see what... Loads. I, I was in the Loads snow. Of pe- oh, look. Oh. You, you, won't, you won't believe what this is. I'll have to tell you after the this news, is. I suspect. May I just say that the sausages we got a couple of weeks ago were absolutely wonderful. Oh, you like the sausages? Love them. We like sausages. So, um... <laughs> we've, have we got some cups? Yeah. We, we get some cups for this, and we're, we're, we're going to... Oh, really? What is this? Well, it feels cold outside. Is it something from Hugh Broom's farm? No, no, well, no. Well, in fact, it's we has gone out and milked a cow. We thought actually that the breakfast that we had the other week might have come from Hugh Broom's Hugh, Hugh Broom's Hugh Broom's farm, but I'm not entirely sure. We, we're going to have to check whether or not this is this is warm or cold at the moment. I'm hoping oh, it's well, warm. Whatever it is, it'll be good. Will yes, it? It, you'll, you'll, you'll like it. Will I? Uh, well, I tell you, what, I'm gonna, I'll try you on a bit of it now. I'll tell you what, just to see if okay. it's. Uh, well, I never do. I like the jug. You like you like the jug? I do. Yeah. Might be. Well, can you hear that, ladies can and gentlemen? You hear that? The early morning glug. Can you hear that? The early... of no, Steve Allen's know. jug. <laughs> now that does feel quite warm to me. Okay. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll I don't like the look of it at all. <laughs> 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 Shall I tell you what it is? Oh, it smells lovely. It's soup. It smells divine. Okay, I'll tell you what it is. It's green pea and leek with smoky Lo- ham. Oh, I bet that'd be lovely. Well, try it. John is our guinea pig this morning. It's it's fresh. It's fresh. That's gorgeous. You like that? Oh, I like that. I love pea. pea the well, I'm sure you pea. do. I know. Don't I we don't need one. one. I just love one. No, right. <laughs> well, it, it's just been brought in. This is from um, mm. Ralph. That's okay. absolutely sensational. You like that? That's better than the hot chocolate. 
It's from a company called Supernatural. 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 As opposed to Supercalifragilistic. Yeah, it's only got a two weeks refrigerated shelf life, and they only do a few. They do chicken, leek, and potato. Chunky winter vegetable, which I was like, why are ve- we- vegetables called winter? I don't know about that, but it, it makes they're it winter s- vegetables. Oh, oh, right. As opposed to summer vegetables. Oh, right. Carrot and coriander. I don't like coriander. I've never done coriander. But carrot and coriander, when we were doing the roof gardens, we used to do that soup, but we used to put vodka in it. Oh, now you're still. It was one of those evenings. Vodka in a vodka. soup. Vodka, absolutely. We always put vodka in the soup. See, I, I grew up on croutons. In fact, <laughs> we were so tiny, we lived on them. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make your own? Yeah, well, you would have done. Probably. I don't, yeah, you would have. bought them? You wouldn't have bought croutons. So. Not in those my days. Would have bought, bought croutons. But this is uh, green pea and leek with, with smoky ham. Mm. I tell you what, you can taste all the different flavours in it. Really? I shall try a little bit then, it's actually. absolutely lovely. I have lovely. to take a break for the news. Because I was a bit worried it might have been, might have been cold, but it's not, is it hot? Oh, it's perfect, yeah. It just looks revolting when you pour it out. And you, you don't have to take a break for the news. You have to take a break for the soup and the news will follow. It's so thick. I can't, it's beautiful. I can't pour it. Oh, there we are. I can now. Right. And actually, I said at first I didn't like the look of it, but now I've got tasted alcohol it. in it, and all of a sudden I'm going to keel over or start saying <laughs> you rude won't words. Keel over. You're not driving anyway. <laughs> no more rude words. Right. But the, Hugh Broom would like this. He would. He'd have it on the farm. After milking the cows, you have a big slurp of soup. No, oh, it's nice, though, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely. Great radio, this, isn't it? Fabulous radio. <laughs> Mind you, we did this with Alan Dodgen some time ago the self heating soup. We laughed and laughed and laughed for it. It was the funniest thing ever. And it was a tin of soup that had a metal ring on it. You pulled the ring and it heated the can. It was a chemical reaction. Well, we laughed and And laughed and it did. We slurped our way through the programme. Went down in, as Noreen will tell you, as a special moment. It's LBC 97.3. Your home may be repossessed if you don't keep up repayments on your mortgage. Have the uh, travel for you every 15 minutes. We're waiting for the snow. We're anticipating the snow. We can't find it out of London at all at the moment. We've had reports of flurries in Maidenhead and people saying it's, it's still sort of... A lot of snow is still... From, hovering. F- hovering from, from the end of the beginning of the week. People also got snow. My mum and dad, I think, had quite a lot yesterday. They're up and near... apparently, ah, no, it's oh, just snowing no. in Leicester Square. Having said that, I'm looking out of the window and I'm looking... No, it's snow. I can see under the street light. Oh, yes. But we the have snow. Is, it, we have snow in Leicester Square, but it's wet and it, it won't settle. settle. And it was wet out there. That's right. And I Chris Lowry, I think, said on his, his weather report yesterday, I was listening to him, and he said, we will get it in, but because, of, because it's wet, it won't settle but at it all. it might where I am. Where are you? Out. Must It'll just add on top of what you've got. Yeah, because we're so high up up yeah. there. That's so for all those lovely. people, so probably Hampstead and places like that that are mm. fairly high in London. So let us know if it started snowing in your area. And if you've, already, if you've still got snow that, that uh, John has, is it settling on top of that? Let us know. Because that will make it difficult. Yeah, there's still a great chunk on my car, on the roof. Yeah. See, I scraped mine off. Well, I did all mine most of some of it with yeah. a car, but... Uh, I couldn't see the car. A and stupidly, box. How stupid am I? I open the car door to brush the snow off, brush the snow, and it all goes inside the car. Of course it does. And I'm beginning to think, how stupid. <laughs> you are dumb. What did you use to t- get it off? A small uh, brush. A brunette. A bru- <laughs> no, like a little, you know, a dustpan <laughs> brush. I just, oh, I just used the brush it's from got that. This image of you doing well, little bits at a time. When we were younger, did you not have a big stiff broom outside, which was a wooden broom with stiff yeah, bristles, and I you still would sweep got one. the snow, and then you'd have to bang the broom to get the snow out of it. And then the thing fell off the hat, off the hand. That's right. And then you glue it back on. Your mother said, "Oh, for goodness' sake, you've ruined it. You've <laughs> done this. You've done that." <laughs> I've still got a hard broom. A hard broom, they're called. Because the bristles are hard. Yard broom, isn't it? A hard broom. I think it's called a yard broom. In America, I think they call it a yard. We didn't really call things yards, do we, in this country? 
Well, backyard, I suppose. Well, I've just got a small dustpan and brush, because, to be honest with you, I'd, I'd rather hoover the patio than do anything else, but you can't hoover up snow. You can't? Well, I could have done if I'd still had my vax, but I haven't. Wet snow? Wet? Yeah, wet vax. Yeah, yeah perfect, wet vax. Perfect, perfect. Uh, Govin says, what's going on with the traffic lights in Putney High Street? It's been not working for the last three days. Are the workers trapped in Devon who are going to repair them? About 200 cars trapped down in Devon, aren't there, at the uh, moment, I'm afraid? Um, Colin says, just had a rumble of thunder in Maidenhead. It's gone balmy this weather, hasn't it? Thunder? you sure somebody above just didn't drop a saucer well, or that's something? Well, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Bumble of thumb. Yeah. Look, they have these, new, these pictures in the paper. And in last night's uh, standard, there was one, and it was um, at the Enfield branch of the British car auctions, it, which is seeing a, a glut of prestige cars as the recession bites. Mm. Look at that. Right in the front is the most fabulous cream Bentley up for auction. I don't like it. Oh, please. I don't like them. I, that's what do the you baby mean you Bentley. don't? I don't like the baby Bentleys. I think they're lovely. Yeah. I like the extra. That'll probably go for about 30, 40. 40,000. 40, but yeah. oh, when it was bought, which is not very long ago. 120. 130,000. Yeah, I know. They do drop in value quickly. Instantly. There's a load of footballers offloading and a load of people in the city who bought them and are now getting rid of them. Yeah, getting rid of them. So it's a good time to buy if you've got, very if you want time. one. Yeah. You've got to spare 40,000. Yeah. Perfect time to buy. In fact, last night there was a programme on, on, with Piers Morgan. Oh. I know you don't like him. Well, no, I, what, I, what, I, what, what, what grates with me a little bit is the fact that this man is supposed to be a big Labour candidate. You know, he was the man who ran, you know, the, uh, the Labour newspaper, The Mirror. The Mirror, yeah. You know, that was the first, and, and the, here he is enjoying the sam- champagne socialist lifestyle. I find him a bit of a hypocrite, actually. Did you see the programme? No, this was on Dubai. No, oh. I bought it for you, actually. Oh, really? And in fact, here it is. I did it this morning. No, no, he out. didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> what? We did this the other week. I said, oh, I've got a copy of it. And somebody wrote it and went, that's totally illegal. No, it isn't. <laughs> Not if I'm not showing it to someone and charging them to see it. Exactly. He's not showing it to me. He's only, like, recording it off, uh, on DVD. In fact, he's not even holding it in his hand. No, it's not That's on my scary. hand. Anyway, I'll tell you all about the programme. Yeah, thank you. And <laughs> he, last night's play, the, the last week he was in Dubai. How lovely. Yes. Which was, was sensational. Right. Very, very good. And he did show you both sides of Dubai and, and the trappings of the rich. But this time, he's in Monaco. Oh, Monte Carlo. Monte Carlo. Yeah. Monaco is the, the principality. And... The, he, where there are, I think he said, 200 millionaires and 50 billionaires living there. Wow. It's a tiny little space. Yeah. Not much bigger than Hyde Park. Right? I've it, seen flats there for 22 million, 30 million, 50 million. You get nothing for that. I know. A shoebox. Tiny. Sir Philip Green, one of the billionaires that yeah. live there, has to rent because there's nothing, nothing available to buy. To, to buy. £25,000 a week he pays for an apartment next door to Shell Bass. £25,000 a week. £25,000 a week. But if you're a billionaire, that's nothing. But if I was a billionaire, I'd be even more careful with my money, thinking, you're just ripping me off because I'm a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, but they were, they were saying that after the first 200 million, once you get to your first 100 million, the rest is really sort of almost insignificant. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Roman Abramovich, they were saying the other day, has lost about £70 billion with this billion? world recession. Not 70 million, it must be. You've got to no. use 70 billion. I think in total, him and his company, 70 billion. I think they're he's worth about... What is he worth? I, I thought it was only... It might be 70 million. Yeah, 70... Know. Whatever it was, it seemed like an awful lot of money. That's too much. 70 billion? Yeah. I mean, America's not got 70 billion. Well, it must have. No, because they gave it to the Royal Bank of Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> uh, don't forget, oh, Boris has now moved into the army. He's now Major Boris. Major Boris? Major Boris is on Major look, Nick. major stare. Made the barber cut your hair, I think. <laughs> 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, steve, to Sally in Highgate, 
who's listening. Yes, I shall, I shall make sure that's, uh, that's passed on. Thank you very much indeed for that one. Um, it sounds as if there's enough grit in your studios now to save our roads. Are you always this gritty, says Dave? I'll be gritty Absolutely this gritty. Yeah, That's gritty. 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 I, I think for gritty, read honest. I think honest is, is, is much better, actually. Tell it as it is. Absolutely. By Steve Allen. Yeah. No snow in Manchester, says Paul. No, they haven't out there, have they? No. I was looking at Richard Hakey's weather today. Cold with light rain or sleet. So, I mean, this is snow, but it's very light. But it could, could turn heavy. It's a flurry. Four degrees. The sleet will move south-eastwards tonight, becoming dry with a deep frost and the risk of icy patches. So, in other words, places like John's and probably where you are as well, the fresh snow that's coming down now, uh, if it lands on it and settles as snow, then it means the icy patch. What does it look like out there? Just wet pavements, it's I should wet, imagine. Yeah. Is it really? It is. And it's, like, it's just like rain on the windows. Yeah. Rain, Balham, heavy hail there. Heavy, hail? Heavy hail. Mm. I quite like that, but it, it does get in your hair, doesn't it? Stuart says, snowing in Hemel Hempstead. Yeah, started just before six. So again, we t- talk about these high areas in uh, in London. Well, that's normal. Hammersmith is towards Luton and that kind of area. Oh right, okay. And so that they have had, they've been quite hard hit up there. A lot of Dan telling me massive clap of thunder and lightning and heavy snow settling in Snoke Pogis. I don't think I've ever heard of light thunder and lightning and snow. Thunder and lightning in Romford. Thunder and lightning in Bracknell. Thunder and lightning in Hounslow. Snowing in Hanwell. Thunder and lightning in Shepperton. We've got snow and thunder and lightning. Says Lynn in Bushy. Are we in the middle of a film set or something here? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, thunder and lightning in Enfield. Thunder at Heathrow, says Phil. Snowing in Potter's Bar. Thunder and rain in Romford, says Dawn. Thunder and lightning in Wanstead. Thunder and lightning in Chigwell. Thunder and lightning in Epsom, says Carol. Thunder and lightning in Loughton, says... Are you... Uh, is this that, a wind-up or something well, this morning? Well, it can't be, because they're, they're from all different areas. Thunder in Witten. Thunder in uh, Loughton. Oh, I've lost the blooming thing now. They're, they're, all, lo- they're all east, aren't oh, are they? they? Yeah. Snowing in Ricelip, says Gillian. Rain That's... in Upminster, says Anne. Natasha's got thunder and harrow wheeled. Stains have got thunder and lightning. Snowing at F- Smithfield Market, says Finlay. I, could... I, I've yet to find out whether Jamie and uh, Andy at the Binfield Bakery in Byfleet have got snow inside there. And we, don't, we have, certainly haven't got thunder and lightning in Leicester Square. Well, we don't know, because we, we can't don't hear we, anything. We've still got the snow, we but it's not, snow. it's not a lot of snow. It's, it's what I call a, a little flurry. It's a flurry, yeah, it is and a it, flurry. I had to laugh the other day. Oh, we've got to take a quick break. But uh, Royston downstairs, my new bestest friend ever, somebody nicked his guillotine. And took it, <gasps> and he guillotine. said, can somebody please return the guillotine swiftly? Someone needs to use it. <laughs> it was quite threatening, I think. <laughs> I was tempted to write back and go, Royston, I have not got your guillotine. <laughs> but you're but buying I, one for Christmas. I did have a very nice sausage sandwich with Bill and Doris in the canteen yesterday. You did? That's all I'll tell you. Lovely views from up there in the canteen. 16 minutes past six. <laughs> News headlines, Lucy Coward. Well, patchy wet snow is falling across parts of London, but it's not... It's really nice to have your company. It's uh, Steve Allen, LBC 97.3, early breakfast. I want to point this out now. I'm not taking phone calls. This is a feature, OK? That's completely different. <laughs> Otherwise, it spoils my... You don't my, take calls. It, well, it spoils my, my track record. It I, does. I don't want to let the side down. Except you know. Christmas Day. Except Christmas Day, which we think is a, is a special day. But we're going to talk to uh, Andrew Pierce, who's on the line now. Because he's uh, well, actually, the reason he's up at this time of the morning is a because it takes him a long time to get ready, and b because he's doing the papers with Nick Ferrari. Really, he should and be c- here now. Well, then apparently he's tramping around Hampstead at the moment, which is a bit of a worry for most of us. Andrew, good morning. Morning, Mr. Uh, Alan. How are you? I'm uh, first time caller to your show. Don't start. Don't start. Don't get nervous. Don't, yes. Very privileged. Try not to be nervous about it. <laughs> no, all right. <laughs> or in all. I'm just responding to your pleas for snow. There is a lot of it where I live in Hampstead, Belsize Village. The air is thick with snow. Is it, is it settling on... where you are, Andrew? Yeah, it is. Right. So is I suspect it? it's on its way. I'm now near, um, uh, I'm now on, on, by the Westway, and it's not 
it, there's no snow there yet, but right. I suspect it's on its way. Six snow, Steve, just like it was on Sunday. So I wonder if we're heading for another um, blizzard, and will they be prepared for it this time? Well, strangely enough, uh, I, I spoke to Chris Lowry yesterday, who's our, our weatherman, and he was saying that he didn't think London was going to be so badly hit. It would be in the suburbs where it would affect the trains coming into London again. Yeah, well, I imagine um, first sign of snow, public transport in London grinds to a halt. But yes, I do yeah. suppose this time they'll get the buses out come what may. But it's there, it's thick, and I suspect schoolboys will be getting the dirt and be chucking snowballs at me again. Well, yes, you know, we had that the other day, and that's it. I don't remember when we were young. I knew, I knew when we were younger we threw snowballs. This time they throw them at cars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you obviously sound as if you're walking on your way to the studio. Being public-spirited and all that. I walked to work the other day, you know, it took me 90 minutes. Well, and didn't you feel better at the end of it? I did. I I felt virtuous. The landscape was fantastic. Mm. There were very few cars. No buses, of course, because Boris was incapable of getting any buses on the road. And it was lovely. The air was clear. And I felt quite fit and healthy. And I didn't need to go to the gym that day, which was just as well, because I shut the gym because of the snow. I wasn't even aware you were a member of a gym, actually. (laughs) I am. How do you think think I stay so fit? That's felt like figure. Yes, I I, I just thought you were a naturally slim person. I don't know if you walked home. Uh, uh, part of the way, because the tube was so um, erratic, but I didn't mm. fancy 90 minutes in the dark. In, no, uh, flush no. And, and uphill. Not good, really. Uphill. Uh, uphill. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not up in the high, hi- high hills of Hampstead. I'm in Bellside, Bellside, which is uh, right. not, not... Lower Hampstead. Upwards. All that sort of thing. Yes. Well, Hampstead Plains. Hampstead, Hampstead what? Plains? Plains, that sort of thing. <laughs> I love well, it. Well, I'll see you later anyway. Are you, okay. are, you, are you saving many food, or are you going to give it all to Nick Ferrari? No, nothing. I've given it all to the pigeons in Leicester oh, Square. <laughs> I, thought, right. I thought I'd start early poisoning the pigeons in <laughs> Leicester Square today. Indeed. So I'll much see easier. you later. We'll see you later. Thanks for that. Andrew Pearce, the assistant editor of the uh, Daily Telegraph, on his way in because he's doing papers, and papers with Nick Ferrari this morning. So if it's snowing in your area, do tell me. Do tell me. I've got some more of these. Let me just go through these very quickly again. Um, of lightning at 6.10, clap of thunder, says Teresa. Seven Kings. Gee, I love the sound of Seven Kings. Nick Brooks says it's snowing heavily on the M40 around Wickham. Thunder and lightning are now heavy snow in Barnet, says Rob. Heavy rain that began with a bolt of lightning in Sutton, says Mark. Very heavy. They have issued a, a weather warning. Have they? They have issued a weather so warning. So I'm a bit worried about... No one said anything about Muswell Hill or Highgate. I suppose Bell's It's difficult to get phone calls out of there. Really? I think so, yes. Well, we normally, yeah. we normally phone ahead, you know, book a call when yeah. you're in Muswell Hill. Heavy snow in Acton, say the, uh, the roofers there, but I mean, what, you can't trust them at all. No. I mean, you really might as well ask the cat. They're just you know, looking get for the an excuse to, to come around and seal yeah. your roof. Yes, I just want this pointed out, just in case you thought we were opening the phone lines. We're not. OK, Nick Farrari will be doing that and does it so much better after Taking your calls to Steve Allen this morning. Yes. So, uh, do do quickly get your texts and emails in. We weave them all in on the programme. Some more here, um, very quickly. Um, settling, says Declan in Leighton. Uh, another one, uh, Barnet again, Finchley. Debbie at the Cotswold Wildlife Park. She says, coming down like Billio in Oxfordshire. Replace gritty with fantastic. Uh, heavy snow settling in Eastcote. Uh, Michael Dennis says, I've gone from Tooting to Ealing, thank you. And I've driven through hail, sneet, sleet, rain and heavy snow all in 30 minutes. Now, that's a long journey. That's that, from one side of London to another. It is, actually. But he doesn't mind. He's probably got the metre on, so he's probably <laughs> fine for things like that. Uh, and thunder and sleet in Radlett. Temple Fortune, thunder light. What is this thunder and lightning? Brian said he's just heard thunder in Hampton. Thunder? Wait, wait. Unbelievable, this thunder's I mean, very odd. I've never heard of thunder and <clears> lightning <throat> and snow. No, I always thought that you got thunder and lightning no. when it was warm, because it was the, the, the high pressure. 
and the heat that calls the thunder. Yeah. Isn't it great, though, and I'll, I'll only reiterate what everybody was saying the other day, that in these, these times when, we, you know, and it has been bad throughout the country, and I didn't think it would ever settle in London, but it did on Monday. And isn't it amazing how everybody comes together? Everybody smiles, everybody helps <laughs> each other. You I know. thought it was wonderful. And Simon Jenkins did it, a lovely article in the paper the other night saying that London stopped. Yeah. And it was a great... Re- it was like, you couldn't go... Well, you could go to work, but it was a wonderful reason to say, there's a credit crunch, everything's rubbish, we're not going to work today. No. And it was almost perfect. It was almost like Christmas Day... And snowmen. ...without the Christmas. Everywhere. Around my way, yeah. in, in Marble Hill Park, the kids have obviously been out and they've made giant snowballs, you know, where you make it, it takes four of you to roll it. And there's lo- there must be 20 or 30... There are these jars and snowmen, and the pictures <clears> of the papers are fantastic. In fact, the one, the, the two people next door, but one to me, they made one. Yeah. And his bottom is still there. The top is melted, but the bottom of the snowman was still oh, there. Oh, so I thought you meant his bottom. I thought the people next door's bottom was always there. Really? We never, as, as kids, did you make a snowman? Yes. Oh, yeah, in our back garden. I don't remember yard, making, our My garden. auntie Enid used to make them. I thought she was a snowman originally. Well, in fact, that was. <laughs> It's the funny thing one year. The other people in the home took her out and rolled her about in the snow and then left her in the garden all day. She hardened quite nicely, actually. She looked lovely in there. She and then they decorated her with a hat and all the rest of it. Like a, like a frozen scarecrow. She was a bit like a scarecrow. Well, even, even when she was unfrozen, she was a bit like a scarecrow. <laughs> Your poor Auntie Enid. I still think of those Should have built days. an igloo for her. It saved you loads of money on that home that she's in. I know. The funny day that they, they, they didn't tell her, but they, they attached the elastic to the back of her knickers. <laughs> and we took her down to the gate and then we let her go and she pinged back up to the house by herself. <laughs> <laughs> she was going out for a walk. <laughs> You're so evil. I'm so cruel to her. So gritty this morning. <laughs> well, gritty. Th- here we go. Thunderanisha, <laughs> says Tara. This uh, Colin from Edgware, Crash of Thunder. Uh, no snow in Manchester. We had some yesterday. And uh, what does John Warrington do when he's not with you? Drives a snowplough. <laughs> Heavy yes. snow. In Cambridge, because it's Cambridge. the only one in the country. <laughs> Snowing in Highbury. Thunder and lightning and hail in Billericay. Thundering at High Beach in Loughton. The Millionaire's Playground. Hendon and an inch already. No surprises there, Conrad. I've heard about that. I'd move. Uh, it's raining men in Dulwich, says Andy. It's raining, raining men. On... Raining men, yes. <laughs> so nothing about snow or thunder or no, lightning. Nothing Just at all. men. No. And heavy snow on the M25 near Heathrow. So come on, join in with the rest of London. 84850, steve at uk And morning, Noreen. London's biggest conversation. LBC. To, uh... Head weatherman Chris Lowry in a moment. We've dragged a poor boy another from his bed. Call. And an, well, it's, it's not, it's a feature. It's, it's another different. call. It's not another call, Features. it's a feature. It's on the programme. It's in, it's in need of something explaining about the weather because it's all gone balmy around here. Anyway, before that, sports editor Phil Blacker. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Good morning. Michael Phelps, the swimmer who won eight gold medals at last year's Beijing Olympics, has been banned from the sport for three months. The decision was made by his own association, USA Swimming, after he was pictured appearing to smoke cannabis. They stressed the bounce not for a doping offence, but to send out a strong message to Phelps about his responsibilities as a role model. He's also reported to have been dropped by his sponsors, Kellogg's. Andrew Flintoff and Kevin Peterson have just become the most expensive players in the history of the Indian Premier League. They've both been bought for just over $1.5 million each at this morning's auction ahead of the new season. Peterson is joining Bangalore Royal Challengers and Flintoff will play for the Chennai Super Kings. Both are currently part of an England team who will be hoping for better when the third day of the first test against the West Indies resumes in Jamaica later. The hosts are 160 for one in their first innings after bowling England out for 318 yesterday. Matt Pryor got 64 as the tourists added only 82 runs to their overnight score. He's told Sky Sports News they must hold their nerve today. We just have to be really, really patient, um, keep hitting good areas. I think Monty's going to come into the game more and more. I mean, he looks in really good rhythm and hopefully can you know catch a few nicks, have a bit of luck as well, get a few wickets. The thing we do know with 
with these guys as well is that if you're hanging long enough, you can sometimes get wickets and clusters. Fabio Capello has dropped the biggest hint yet. He'll pick David Beckham for next week's friendly in Spain, giving him the chance to equal Bobby Moore's record of 108 England caps for an outfield player. He says he's happy that Beckham may now be staying at AC Milan and impressed he's proved people wrong by being a success at the San Siro. Joe Calzaghi says the satisfaction of retiring undefeated outweighs the prospect of another big-money fight. He's confirmed his retirement at the age of 36 with a perfect record of 46 wins in 46 professional contests. He was super middleweight champion for over a decade before stepping up to light heavyweight to fight uh, Bernard Hopkins and Roy Jones Jr. And the weather is threatening to decimate race meetings set for today and tomorrow. Today's events at Bangor, Fontwell, Kempton and Wolverhampton all subject to morning inspections. They should be OK for the all-weather meeting at Southall, though. For tomorrow, they'll take an early look at the surface at Warwick and Newbury and an inspection at air this afternoon. And Steve Allen's Racing Tip is next. LBC Sport with Dawkins Bailiffs, helping commercial landlords get what they're owed. <laughs> like I care. I mean, do you know, honestly, they all do it. They go, uh, right, I'm going to resign, and that's it. Oh, wait a minute, I've been offered some money. I'm coming out of retirement again. <laughs> we know. shall see whether he does or not. I, oh, hope, I hope he, he doesn't. I hope he doesn't. And then they interviewed Ricky Hatton, who's piled on the pound so much now, he's almost <laughs> unrecognisable. He just looks like a fat blob now. He's doing a fight in Vegas next month, isn't he? Is uh, he? A couple of months, yeah. Mm. yeah. But all they're doing it for is money. I mean, well, most course. of the people that Frank Bruno were fighting were dragged out of old people's homes. Nobody had ever heard of his fighters. <laughs> they t- really were. It was a case of, here was somebody who'd been in a cemetery for ten years, so they bring him out and they fight. I mean, it's, it's so rubbish boxing. Rubbish, I'm sorry. But they I'm all quite... do it for the money. Yeah, Do but... you think those people go and play tennis for the fun, just because they want to get up and play I tennis? I remember a very famous manager once telling me, Frank Warren, he said, there's only about six boxers in this country who make any money. And they do make money. He said money. the rest of them don't make diddly squats. No, when, when you get to the top, you get the yeah. rewards, but yeah. very few get Because you know about boxing, don't well, you? Well, I'm, uh, I'm on the way. <laughs> He's on the way. <laughs> he was when we came in this morning. Was he? Yes. Somebody He's even dared to ask him for to... a pound. Who asked you for a pound at that time of the morning? Actually, he asked me for a pound. Oh, right. <laughs> he asked you for a pound. He's much richer. He's a boxer. Does he, wants... he know who you were? He wanted to go to Kenwood. Oh, right. He should know I never carry money. No, well, not round here, you don't, anyway. No. Now, listen, uh, let's not take away the glory from uh, Mr Blacker this morning. He's moved into profit. Another winner mm. yesterday. Yes, all right. <laughs> uh, Alexander had Charlotte Gray, second out of eight. If he'd gone each way, he could have had a little something to go home with. But uh, his total loss now, £24.34. The sports editor picked Whiskey Creek... And I did say I thought it sounded quite nice. Mm. It won at three to one. Your profit was six pounds. Your total profit now, three pounds. But total it's the f- profit. I know. I mean, it's it's not heard that before. It's it's such a nice feeling. I have to be honest. I, I like giving people warm feelings, and you're the one I've given it to this morning. So profit three pounds. <laughs> See, if right. everyone else is making a loss. He's making he's a profit. Making a profit. Ooh. Admittedly, you're not going to retire on three pounds. But I mean, it's a couple of bags of jelly berries. In a credit crunch, three pounds is pretty good. Mind you, you couldn't go around there for uh, two cappuccinos and apricot danish, could you? Do you know how much that was? I went to a little cafe just around the corner here with Clive. I'm not one mm. to moan, as you know. <laughs> two cups of cappuccino and an apricot danish. Um, apricot danish. £12.75. I nearly... I thought, for that sort of money, I, I, I started loading up the table and chairs. <laughs> I've, I've obviously bought them. I... Gets better and better this every day, doesn't it? Thank you. <laughs> but I thought, isn't that a lot of money? £12.75. Small wonder tourists. Are... And the cheeky woman had the, had the audacity to charge £1.70 for delivering it to the table. A service charge. <laughs> what blooming service? Outrageous. Anyway, today's nag, going back to the horse racing, the 720 at Wolverhampton, Riguez, Riguez Dancer, win only. Okay, and I'm you go, going back to Southall, because again, I think could be the only one that goes ahead. 4.35, uh, Esprit de Midas. 
I think is how you say it. Esprit de Midas. <laughs> say it again? Esprit de Midas. Esprit. Oh, he's foreign, he doesn't know. He just comes <laughs> I up don't with know. his names. He doesn't know. Esprit. He's from up north. <laughs> yours was a Rodriguez, wasn't it? It's not mine. Yours. Somebody else, apparently it comes down to Steve Allen's racing tip. When yes. we lose. It's all down when to it's you. Not, it's Phil Blacker's winner. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Thank you. See you on Monday. Have a nice weekend. Thank you. Phil Blacker back later on uh, Nick Ferrari's. Uh, thunder and lightning all over the place. What is going on with the weather? Who's the man who can unravel it, even... At 20 to 7 in the morning. Good morning, Chris Lowry. Good morning, Steve Allen. Do you know, it's, it's so nice to hear you at this time. And I want to point out to people, I'm not doing phone calls, this is a feature. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on the phone, though, am I? No, you're not. You're no. an ISDN line. Mm. But everybody, and I must have had 50 to 100 now, of emails and text messages from people saying, thunder and lightning everywhere. Yeah, that's an odd one, that is. I, I, I'm not uh, sure that um, everyone's quite on that because you uh, think they're actually fibbing well um, I, i've just looked on the lightning data uh, on my computer here and right. there's no signs that there's been any echo i mean i'm not saying it's not happening uh, but it is unusual i mean it's it's not totally unusual because there was a, a stroke of lightning and a rumble of thunder in the snow that we had uh, at the beginning of the week yeah. but i can't figure out why it's so widespread Yes, I mean, it, it, it does seem, everybody's saying, we've got snow here and it's lightning. I think, I've never heard of snow and lightning at the same time. Yeah, that, that can happen, actually. Oh. If you've got a, 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 what's called a cold front, and there's a, a clear boundary of, of two different temperatures in the atmosphere, then you can sometimes get uh, a thunder and lightning uh, because of the, uh, uh, the currents uh, moving up in the cloud. It can cause electricity and cause thunder and lightning. I but it's not that fantastic. often. No, I was going to say, it's, it's quite rare. Now, at the moment, we looked out of the window... We've got the rain back. We had a bit of snow. You were predicting yesterday that we would have a bit of snow in London, but it wouldn't settle because it's a bit wet out there. Yeah, it's going to be more wet snow. Uh, the temperature uh, is above freezing this morning, so uh, there is there are sporadic bursts of snow within London itself. Uh, but th as you say, it's wet snow. It's not going to really lay on the ground. It's when you go further out. Uh, I know Hugh was mentioning the travel just now about the M4 and the M40. Uh, particularly further out of town, it is beginning to lay. And this is where we are expecting the more snowfall this morning to the north and west of London and counties to the north and west of London uh, where there could be up to 10 centimetres of snow in places but in London itself and in, and in the suburbs around London any snow that you do find falling this morning will tend to melt on the ground and it will be turning back to rain again right now is this the forecast for, for the next week as well or is it because yesterday we were issuing the weather warning is that uh, does this mean that there's more to come or is this the end of it well we are going to see some further bursts of uh, rain sleet and snow through the day and uh, during this evening as that snow begins to clear away eastwards and southeastwards we may just see a, 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 the, the whole of London seeing a little bit of snow for a time but tonight it's going to die out and turn very icy temperatures will fall below freezing tonight uh, down to minus two minus three perhaps even minus four out of town and that is going to freeze up a lot of the moisture that we've got on the ground already from today. So that's going to be an icy start to tomorrow morning. Right, so take care if you're out there. Well, I know you're going to be popping up on LBC throughout the day, so it'll, it'll keep you fairly busy. I'm glad that we, that we got you up at this time of the morning, though, Chris. Thank you very much, Steve. Nice to talk to you. Thanks for that. That's Chris Lowry, LBC's weatherman. So now you know, but it is, it is wet. We're not, I'm not totally convinced about all your thunder and lightning now, but, you know, it didn't make any difference because we managed to absolutely get record numbers of texts and emails. Uh, Darren says there's a gentle flurry... In darkest Leicester. Darkest Leicester. Darkest Leicester. See, I've never been to Leicester. I've been to Leicester. Oh, I tell a lie. Wait a minute. No, I have, been, have I been to Leicester? But Leicester's near Melton Mowbray. But See, I just think of port pies. Yeah, well, that's... Oh, you, is that right? A Melton Mowbray port pie is the yeah. ultimate in port pie, isn't it? Right. I could eat port pie. I could eat, do an apricot you know, Danish. I had a port pie last night when I got in. I love them. 
I know. You shouldn't really eat them. They are the fattiest thing you can are. ever eat. But, but Marks and Spencer's do the small ones. They do the little Melton Mowbrays. The bigger ones are not very good because no. the pastry is very uninteresting. But the little Melton Mowbrays, you're right. They're lovely. You can eat them as you're wandering around the store if you're peckish. Oh, yes, absolutely. Just but I had two last night cut into quarters with potato salad. That's lovely. And that was particularly delicious. But I was very good not to have too much potato salad. I had their meatballs last night. Marks and Spencer's meatballs. Oh, very good. You need an oven. It's now. comfort for you need an oven. No, you don't. I've, I've done meatballs in, yeah, in the wok. Meatballs, yeah, yes. because it's got they've got the cheese and then you've got the sauce. Yes, but they, I had them on duchesse potatoes. Duchesse? You mean duchess? <laughs> duchesse. Duchesse. I speak French. Uh, duchesse. Are they the little twirly ones, like little pyramids, mm. and you bake them in the oven and they go crispy? And on I the put outside. them all in a big bowl. Oh, they're nice. It was divine. Oh, that sounds good. Because I part- went for a, I went for a cappuccino and uh, <laughs> and, a, and a Danish Apricot the other day. Danish. Can't be going there again. I'm telling you, I love the place closed down. <laughs> I've never really think, uh, service charge in a cafe. Have you heard anything like it? A service charge in a cafe. What an absolute rip-off. Snowing in Hillingdon by the hospital, says uh, June. <laughs> Say hello to Chris, who's on his way to Bristol. Good luck. Good luck. I mean, unless you have to travel today, the advice is don't, don't really, because it's, it's not, uh, not pleasant conditions out there at all, but it's not going to be as bad as it has been. Heavy wet snow at Brent Cross, says Peter. It's all over the place, but looking out the window here... It's nothing. Nothing at all, is it, really, now? Oh. So it's, uh, it's OK. Don't forget Andrew <coughs> Pierce with uh, Nick Fryer this morning. They're talking about the, uh, the black cabs from yesterday. Are they justified or selfish in their protests? Because they had a, a rally because these um, uh, illegal minicabs, or minicabs licensed, have started uh, using ranks. Yeah. And things like that. And it's, it's almost, it comes down to, they were built, they weren't built for them at all. They were built for the, for the taxi drivers. Absolutely. Oh, I did get in a cab yesterday to go to my lunch. I was in it for three minutes. We sat in traffic and the bloke went, don't think we're going to go any further, mate. So I got out. It cost me four pounds to go nowhere. You're joking. Seriously, I, I could have, I could have walked quicker. It costs four pounds to stop one, though, doesn't it? Two pound twenty. It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, actually. Yeah, it is a lot of money. There were lots of people trying to get taxis on Monday, but yeah. there weren't any taxis. No, there weren't. Very, very difficult. I was out there. Eight four eight five zero. Steve at LBC dot co dot uk. So we'd love to hear from you. Do uh, do please send in your uh, pictures because you know we absolutely love your photos of the snow. And we've had uh, quite no, a number in already. There are lots on the LBC website. As yes, well. there's some very good ones. Go yeah. to LBC dot co dot uk and check it out. And don't forget to check out the blog this morning. I know many of you do. But uh, there you will find details of this fantastic cobbled street inside a house in London, which you can go and see. It's the one we mentioned on the programme at the RSA. And what is it? The first Sunday of every month you yeah, can go and do a house. tour. Go and check the website. Details on the blog, which will be up a little bit later on today. Quarter to seven. News headlines. It's Lucy. Hundreds of motorists in Devon have spent much of the night... Every 10 to 7, thank you for your uh, kind comments about the blogs and about the downloads and everything else, and they're all up at the, uh, at the right moment. Thank you to Anne and Campbell, who sent me a nice picture of the <coughs> garden. Don't, do you know, there's something magical. I know it's, it's not great if you're out in it, but magical about snow in the garden. She sent me a picture of her bird table covered in snow. Look at oh, that. It's beautiful. And it does, Absolutely it looks like, beautiful. like the Almighty has dusted it with icing yeah, sugar and it, it looks fantastic. There's a lovely um, uh, yellow, little bit of a yellow winter flower and it had a big lump of snow on it and it looks so beautiful. Look, the flower coming out from the snow. I mean, that's what it's all about. gates and trees where the snow is literally meticulously clinging on to each branch and you think, how's it staying on there? But it does. But it, it does. And, but the, the, the way it came down on yeah. Monday, the, the amount of snow that came... The, the branches of the trees had thick layers on them. Normally they just get a little brushing like icing sugar. Yeah. But they were thick, you know, two inches thick. It was marvellous. There's a lovely piece. I must go, I'm just going to read this, this. This was in The Standard on Monday. And it's written by a, a woman and she's talking about her daughter. And she says, 
My daughter kept saying, when will it snow? Our three-year-old has asked plaintively since she discovered the idea from Christmas cards. I told her bedtime stories about growing up amid snowdrifts, having to dig our way out of the house, and the great northeast blizzards I, I had endured. It was, a, it was a, at a distant to her, child of balmy London as Narnia. But when will we see the snow, she said. It doesn't really snow in London, darling, I said authoritatively. That was on Sunday night. Monday. Monday. We're knee-deep in the stuff. Welcome to the snow knee world. Knee-deep, yes. 84850, Steve at LBC. It's a picture of a girl in the paper today called Georgie Thompson. Go on. Who is she? I don't know. Exactly. No idea, have you? So why would her picture be in the paper? She Yesterday, naked? just a, No, she's not naked. A very ordinary, plain-looking girl. She happens to be going out with Declan Donnelly, one half of Out and Deck, and that, for oh. some reason, now makes you famous. It's just rubbish. It's just <clears throat> rubbish. It really is. I get so annoyed. It's hilarious. You know, isn't the next it? thing she'll be asked as an authority on what it's like to go out with one of the funniest people in the country. Yeah, it, it madness. And then, and then... I look at poor Jordan. I mean, she's trying to launch a career as a model in America. I've never seen anything. What's wrong with her face? Sorry. What's wrong? Well, that's how she looks. She now. Looks dreadful. I know. She it's... should go on that program ten years younger. Yeah, but uh, strangely enough, Clemmy and Danielle, writing in the Daily Mirror, say glamorous Jordan. I can only assume they must need glasses or something like that. They're both too ancient now to possibly recognise something that is so desperately unattractive it couldn't even make it into a thirty-five millimetre naughty movie. Nobody be remote. I mean, look at it. Look at the eyelashes. Yeah, even funnier. What's happened to the face? I don't know. She's all, she's she caked so too much makeup too on. Too much makeup. She's got no eyebrows. They're penciled in or tattooed in. Only attractive when, you know, the hair is combed and three people have faffed over a silly makeup. And lots and lots of makeup. In fact, you don't watch Ten Years Younger, do you? I can't the bear it. Why do people want to look ten years younger? <clears throat> well, it's not that. It's just that the people on there, like, oh, the, the show started back last night. And they, they, do you remember the girl that used to do it? The, the South African girl with the long hair and the great glasses. And they got rid of her, didn't they, to bring in... Mylene Class. Mylene Class. And I don't understand why. Because that girl was much... She was better. Yes, but the trouble is, you see, she's not known... No, and then the, they've the, got to have somebody on who is known. And the woman that's doing the voiceover is the woman from Coronation Street, the blonde woman. Oh yes, Sally she's in Waterloo Lindsay. Road. Oh, which, oh right, the, the, okay. the series about the school. Right. She's and I like the program as it was. But anyway, the two people on it last night. Yeah. They were both sort of younger than us. Really? Younger than us? They'd be younger than us. Most people are, mind you. It's possible there's anybody younger <laughs> than us. I mean, how, how can this happen? <laughs> well, these were trying to be ten years younger. Yeah, they were younger than us, and they looked much older than us. Yes, I'm, yes, I was talking to, uh, to my friend Jonathan yesterday, and I said, you know, I don't <laughs> JL. like this, JL. I don't like this, this sort of ageing process. He said, you haven't got any wrinkles. Said, you haven't, though. Are you blind or something? You haven't. But you sort of, but it, it's the ageing process, isn't it? It's like, you know, when, you know, when you're young, mm -hmm. and somebody says, and, and they say, oh, this is your uncle, and he's 30, and you go, 30? He must that be is, he must be nearly dead. Yes, or <laughs> I'll never live to 30. I'll That's never see 30. so far away. And then you go past 30 and 40, and... And we it, haven't gone past 40, yeah? Oh, no, we haven't gone past 40, no, no, <laughs> but no. But we could. Absolutely soon. not. David Essex is doing Wimbledon Theatre tonight. He's certainly over 40. He's certainly over 40. Mark Little is playing the Leicester Square Theatre. Right. Very shortly, Rick Astley's out on a Here and Now tour. Excellent. Yeah, he looks good. Rick Astley? He does look good. Yeah. He's our guest this week on In Conversation. Is he? he That'll be look, lovely. He does look good. I like the music. Yeah. Never gonna give you one. Thank you. Not for that. Uh, other stories quickly in the papers today. Uh, vicious muggers. Every day I read out a story about this. Uh, this is the uh, muggers who kicked, punched and headbutted a 61-year-old man for five quid. This was after he'd given them the money. These thugs They beat them up in... afterwards? Yep. It happened at 11.30pm in central Bradford. Dreadful. The chief inspector there, who is called Stephen Hopwood, said a particularly vicious attack, which has left the victim with a number of injuries for a fiver. 
Let's find these people as quickly as possible. I mean, it is just... Let's just lock them up. Yeah, well, no, just don't lock them up. Let's just really make them suffer. I've had enough of it. There's these badly behaved people. Bread and water for four years. I think we have to do short, sharp, sharp. Yeah. I don't know what else it is. You know, either go round, find the parents a thousand pounds. The other day I was watching a television programme about the police. They're dealing with drunks who abuse them, spit at them. And in the end, it goes to court. They're fined for being drunk and disorderly. Sixty-five pounds. What a waste of space. Waste of Find money. them a thousand pounds. They don't pay it. In prison. Simple as that. And never mind all the paperwork that yeah. goes with all that. I did watch the traffic cops the other night in Yorkshire or wherever mm. they were. <clears throat> they were going round, pulling up people and uh, and saying, hey, can I have your documents? There's a number of people without insurance on their cars. No, I know. And now they know because they can look at the car yeah, number plate. Yeah, the DVLA thing. An MOT, everything. So uh, You've got to have it to, to, yeah. to a thing. And the front pages of all the papers today is all about, well, most of the, the, the big papers. Mm. You don't like the big papers. I can't hold the big papers. I know you I'm can't. No, I, do I, I do do the big papers. Yeah. Uh, the front of the Telegraph, the Times and the Independent is all about Tony Blair and his first meeting with Obama. Okay. And it's really all having a bit of a dig yeah. at the fact that, you know, where is Gordon Brown? Shouldn't he be the person there? But no, it's all Tony pally, pally, pally with the White House. Yes, he's obviously doing uh, <laughs> obviously doing a chat over there. I see that uh, Asda is selling a whole chicken for £2, which makes you think, if they're selling it for £2, what quality chicken do you get? They've got to make a profit on that. It's very cheap. That'll be a pound chicken, won't it? Because I thought, I looked at chickens the other day, and I thought, chicken's actually gone up in price. You used to be able to get a... But chicken pieces, I can pay more than that for two chicken... Two breasts. Two breasts. Yes. In fact, uh, a chicken in Marks and Spencer is about seven ninety nine to, to, yeah. to £9. But you know that tastes like chicken. And it's oakum chicken, probably, or Yeah, there's no such fed. place. You know that's oakum is nothing. <laughs> I love it. Not just any old chicken. There's a lovely little uh, picture today of a five-day-old badger cub who was on the brink of death like most babies. Uh, She could raise enough of a racket to wake the neighbourhood. She was found whimpering in a garden and uh, and they've taken her in. So she's been looked after at Secret World Wildlife Rescue Centre in Somerset. In fact, there there was a thing the other day, the similar sort of thing with all the hedgehogs. Yes. They had all hundreds and hundreds and they were looking for homes for hedgehogs. Yeah. I would have given a hedgehog a home. But don't worry. Oh, incidentally, all the reviews, and you have to read them in the paper today, of Minder... On Channel 5. Shane Not Ritchie, good. they say, playing Shane Ritchie, <clears throat> playing another excruciatingly boring and irritating character, if one even considers it acting, I'm afraid. It's just apparently and shocking. I didn't see it. No. But I did go and see La Boheme at the ENO. Sensational, really? sensational performance. Jonathan Miller's new show. Even if you don't like opera, give it a try. It's amazing. OK. John's back with us uh, very, very shortly. Very, very shortly. Thank you very much indeed. When you say that, it's like, in two minutes Well, time. I was going to say, he'll be back after the news. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Nick Ferrari after the news, and we know Andrew Pierce is on his way in. And Christine says it's snowing in Greenford. Lovely. Just what I need to hear this morning. We'll continue this uh, theme throughout the uh, rest of the day on LBC 97.3. I'm back with you Sunday morning, 7, in conversation with Rick Astley, and then Sunday breakfast. Do join us, the rest of London does. You might as well join our happy, growing little band. Have a nice Friday. Take it easy out there. After the news, it's Nick on LBC. LBC 